0: get it switched? Good morning you guys. It is Amanda and Baron with Kicking Cancer Cares. And we are at an event, aren't we?
1: This is so fun.
0: This is, so why don't you tell us where we're at?
1: Well usually you and I record this in the studio. So we are at the Golf Club of Oregon in Albany. And this is the Disc Golf Tournament. And it just started. It did. They
0: just went off with all of their frisbees. It was pretty cool to watch them all gather up, and they're going through these little bins right here. So this is uh, the next generation of gifts. What's the name of that?
1: So it's Cool Disc. Cool Disc. I cool wasn't disc. sure how to pronounce that. Yeah, the owner is Noah Cool. Okay. And I met him a little over a year ago. Mm-hmm. We did our first disc tournament together Last last October. Okay. And uh, he has become the official disc director for Kicking Cancer.
0: Yeah, they were all lining up for his disc golf. So really quick, before we jump in, I want to give a shout-out to Oddmost Pizza, our sponsor for this segment of our show. They have the absolute most amazing pizza, so go check them out and support them for supporting us. Uh, thank you, Oddmost Pizza. We super appreciate you. And then I also want to give a shout-out to our uh Phil our engineer and he's absolutely amazing he's always behind the scenes he's listening right now making sure we're up and running at these live events and so I just want to give a huge shout out and appreciation to Phil so yes thank, thank you, you Phil. Phil
1: thank you and you mentioned odd mo's so you actually tried the cauliflower cut right did.
0: what'd you think I think it was a, it was phenomenal Absolutely phenomenal. And it was a healthy choice and you couldn't even tell that it was like cauliflower. It you, was so stinking good I know. actually.
1: People have often asked me, you know, why do we partner with odd bows? And I'm like, they make a really healthy option. And if you do that cauliflower crush, you put some vegetables on top of mm-hmm. it. That's a good healthy option for pizza. It is. We're not telling you don't eat pizza. Right.
0: It, well, and then you get your healthy option and you still get your pizza because I know people are obsessed with their pizza.
1: Well, like you always say, it's pizza. You can't go wrong. Y- yep, because it, it's pizza.
0: You just can't go wrong.
1: <laughs> hey, I want to ask you. Last week we did our uh, interview with Brenda. Yes. So you've talked to her on the phone. Oh, yeah. But now you met her in person. Yep. What do you think of Brenda? Brenda's
0: absolutely amazing. You are so blessed to have such an amazing sister. Let me just start with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's so full of knowledge and sh- and, and power. Yeah. Actually, she has a, a a presence about her that's just she's just powerful. Yeah, a very powerful woman. I admire her tremendously.
1: Well, before we get too far into her show, because I've done this once before. We have somebody with us. <laughs> we do. We do. I did this before. They're like, you got to remember to introduce the guests. So, Robin is the president of our board of board directors, but she's also the director of our Pathways program. So, right. thanks for joining us, Robin. Thank
0: Hello, you. Robin. Thank you. Good morning. Hello. We're so lucky that it's a beautiful day like this because, had it been yesterday, or the day before,
1: it was a little cold and rainy.
0: It was a little cold and rainy, and that would have not have been as fun. No. So we are blessed with this beautiful sunshine weather.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's really great. You know, our story last week was uh, Terry. Oh yes, yes, it was. And I keep thinking, as Terry tells his story, what would I have done if I was at work and they called and said you got kidney cancer, A to B? Yes. Like when you get off, mm-hmm. come in.
0: I, I, I would have left work. I wouldn't have stayed. Right. I would have been like, this is my cue. I need to leave. I'm putting myself first. Right. Figure it out. And what's crazy is he went, he finished his show and went live from the um, hospital as well. That is dedication. He is Cancer radio. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He is. Girl. No, I admire that. Um, he fought the good fight and, and still pushed through. And he didn't let it take him down with uh, his his life. He let, He made sure that he continued
1: to move forward. Yeah. One thing to talk about last week and I wanted to just get Robin's impression on this. Um, our our topic is a lot about the financial toxicity of cancer. And I introduced a phrase called stage 5 cancer, which is when it metastasizes to your pocketbook. Right. Right. And right. and so we asked Terry and he said he said 25 years ago it was $62,000. So what was the financial impact for you because you're a cancer survivor? Yes.
2: Yes. So the impact for me was I had insurance and I couldn't work. So I couldn't bring my income in. I ended up going bankrupt. Oh. Really? I did have to file for bankruptcy. Oh, wow.
1: And we talked about the number of bankruptcies that are because of cancer.
2: Yeah. Was it
0: at 33%?
1: Mm. 33% of the cases in Washington. In Washington, But the even more alarming number was 71% go to collections. Yes. So somehow you manage to pay. You don't go bankrupt. But
2: and it, yeah, and that affects your whole life when you start going to the collections because I do a lot of financial coaching, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, you know I have to work, help people work through it. I have all kinds of information for them to work through it, but it's a journey. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I know we were comparing um, Terry, how he had it was sixty three thousand back then, and it's over doubled. For what it would be today, in yeah, today's yeah, I think it was one
2: hundred
1: and thirty thousand.
2: I think it was one hundred and thirty thousand that I had to go through. Now, granted, wow. I did have insurance. I am, I was employed, but I could not bring in all of the extra income that I was making right at that point. Yeah,
0: absolutely. That'd be terrifying. That'd be that'd be a that'd be a huge burden to put on your shoulders.
1: Huge for, burden.
2: What do you do? How do you? Yeah, right. I had two kids. One was in college, and one's trying. to one is on the autism spectrum, and he was trying to help out. Oh, um, so autism. that stressed yeah, that really stressed him out too. Absolutely, how yeah. could it not?
1: Yeah, well, there's some more of Robin's story that we'll get into later. Okay, we're jumping again. Head no, head no, of the gun. Again. no. Well, she kind of alluded to it, but. She had a child that tried to help out, mm-hmm. and I think that inspired something that that Robin wanted to do. And uh, when I met Robin, and again we'll get to this later, but when I met Robin, we found a way to merge what she, her idea into our organization. Right. Um, but you always like my shocking facts. I don't do. You? you always like them. Hit me with it. So I'm going to go back to this article, November of 21. Okay. So this is this is very recently. new. This is AARP It's called the War on Cancer turns 50. Okay, so that's almost a year old. So this is this is almost a year old. Right. Uh, it was 1971 when President Nixon started the National Cancer Institute, and so this article, and again, this is from AARP, is about how have we progressed in the last 50 years. Okay. And the one I wanted to bring up was specifically about breast cancer, because today is October 1st. Breast Cancer Awareness has officially started. Yes, I wore my pink shirt. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> oh, and real got, men wear pink. Yes. I, and I, I'm i going to announce that right now. For the rest of this month, I'm encouraging men to wear pink.
0: Yes, real please do. Real men pink. Absolutely.
1: And, and Robin's a breast cancer survivor. Congratulations. So within this, it says in 1975, there was a 75.3% chance of surviving mm-hmm. breast cancer. In 2013, it got up to 91.8. Right. I checked. Now it's at ninety six. Okay. So the survival rate has gone way up. That's amazing. But then the notation says it remains the most common form of cancer in the United States. Jeez. So in my mind, I'm thinking we're doing a better job of helping these women who get cancer, breast cancer, survive, but we're not slowing down breast cancer. Right. So my brain's going, why?
0: Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. Why?
1: So another chart over here, and this is this is where I'm going to shock you. Okay. Okay. So in 1971, there were eight cancer drugs available. Okay. In 2021, there are now 641. Oh my. Cancer drugs available.
0: Whoa. What's wrong with the other 599 that they have to make so many
1: others? There's a lot of cancer drugs available. Holy smokes. So over the last 50 years, we've come up with 633 new drugs to deal with cancer.
0: Wow, that seems like an overload. How do you know which one's the right one? How do you know which one to pick? What's the difference between them? Like, is that one more valuable than this one?
1: We we talked about advertising on TV, right? Yeah. So if there were 641 choices of soda, you've got to advertise your soda to separate from that soda, right? Right. It's the same thing that's going on with drugs. That many choices for drugs.
2: And then you have to depend on your medical team. Yeah. Your medical team is
0: your your heartbeat because that's not your area of expertise. Right, so you leave it in their hands too. And make I that and choice. I brought all
2: these these drugs up, and my medical team said, "This is the way we work. Mm-hmm. It works perfectly. Let's
1: follow our program." Right. Okay. So the second shocking fact is, in 1971, the average monthly cost of a new drug was 104 dollars. Okay. In 2021, the average monthly cost of your cancer drugs is $14,580. Whoa. Yeah. That's a big increase in how much you're paying for cancer drugs. That's crazy. And in 1971... Hold on. Very
0: rarely do people even make... No, th- there's more people that don't make that a month than that do. So for people to be able to afford something like that when they're going through a hard time and not being able to work,
1: like you were, I don't to, know a lot of people that make 14508 dollars a month.
0: A I'm month. not even close. No, not, no, me neither.
1: And I and I, I venture to guess if we combine all three of our incomes, I'm right. not sure we make that much money in a month, right? But it's
0: like, <laughs> but and then that's that's just the cancer drug. That's not your rent, your utilities, no. your
1: groceries, the other components, your gas. People, yeah. Whoa so the average and I'll I'll repeat this that's
0: setting up for failure
1: oh yeah. that's why we filed for bankruptcy unreal so the average monthly cost of a new cancer drug in 2021 was $14,580 wow and the source of that information is the National Cancer Institute okay so in 1971 the National Cancer Institute's annual budget was $230 million now this is a federal, Jeez. federal, federal agency. Okay, right, but their average budget now is six point five billion dollars. Whoa, wow, that's a lot of money we're giving to that one agency. A and what are they doing? What are they doing?
0: They're just creating more drugs to be able to charge you more money, and more R and D, and more research. It, it's all to, and it's like for six, for over six hundred medications to be out there for one cancer you're not in the best interest of the person at that point
1: right well we can get more to this in another show sorry (laughs) no you're good you're good in another show i'll bring this back because i get the the information for you okay um but if i remember correctly there was like 16 studies that were done on cancers and 13 of those studies were funded by pharmaceuticals i bet so if a pharmaceutical is funding the study then what do they want that study to say
0: Right, right 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 Yeah, yeah
1: So we talk correlation causation. Yep. There's a definite correlation here between the cost and who's funding the cost. Right. Am I going to point fingers at somebody directly? No, because I can't prove that you're doing it. But oh my gosh, this is out of control. That is. That's not fair. No.
0: That's not fair. That's taking people's people's kindness and weakness and, and using it to their advantage. And none
2: of those studies really go for the prevention right of it yeah that's all which is very frustrating right well there's no money in prevention of course not
1: well and and robin leads into this last quote really well because this last quote i'm not going to say his last name it's greek i'll slaughter his last name (laughs) but his first name is nicholas and he's the professor of oncology and pathology at the john hopkins university of school of medicine okay so Kind of some good credentials, right? Right, right. So the direct quote says, the best way to decrease cancer's lethality <clears throat> is by not getting it at all. Mm-hmm. And that's what kicking cancer's about. I yeah. mean, we're here to teach you how to hopefully not get cancer.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The prevention.
1: The prevention. What side. you can do
0: to better, your, just your self-care, how to take care of yourself better to be more aware and more conscious of your decisions and all of that. But you've definitely done that to me. Good. which has then in turned into eat each one teach one each one right? teach one that's right. my goal and so then i onto my husband and so forth and
1: <laughs> yeah i i heard this phrase and i've tried to use it save yourself then each one teach one mm-hmm. and yes. we can slowly make a difference yeah right mm-hmm. so i'm gonna go back to a book that i brought in before okay it's called the cancer prevention diet and again i'm not gonna say this guy's name because all will slaughter it's a japanese name but but he wrote this book in 1993 well, this book is already thirty years old.
0: Okay, and people can find these books on your website, right? The ones so, that you reference.
1: So if you go to kicking cancer.org under resources, the books are in there. Okay. So you can you can find the books. I uh, we need to add this one because okay. I just recently found this book. But the other ones that I've referenced are on our website. I
0: was gonna say the one that I mentioned.
1: <laughs> the one this one isn't, but we're gonna get it on there. Perfect. Um, but but in this book at the start, he you know, he talks a lot about what's going on. And then every single chapter is different. Cancer. Here's stomach cancer, here's colon. And cancer. Well, I went to the cancer, the chapter on breast cancer, and again, it's the cancer prevention diet is mm-hmm. the book. So at the start here, he wants to talk about breast cancer instances. So in 1940, one in 20 women got breast cancer. Wow. In 1950, one in 15. Oh. In 1960, one in 14. In 1970, one in 13. Holy smoke. In 1980, one in 11. In 1987, one in 10. In 1991, one in nine, which is right before this book was written. So in 1940, one in 20 women got, but by 1991, one in nine. So what are we now? One in two? No, it's actually one in eight. We have kind of stabilized. Okay, But we're not making progress. In 30 years, since this book was written, we're not making progress. Right, Right, right. So because it was 91, it says in 1991, the General Accounting Office at the US government reported to Congress that there has been no progress in the prevention of breast cancer or reducing the death rate from the disease in the last 20 years. Wow. So we started the National Cancer Institute in 1971. In 1991, 20 years later, they said to the government, we're not making progress on breast cancer. what's going on? Yeah. So they kind of started holding the government accountable. Mm -hmm. Um, What I find intriguing is because this guy is a doctor, he's going to break down for you how breast cancer forms. Okay. So he says, if we continue to eat poorly after a long period of time, we eventually exhaust the body's ability to discharge excess waste and toxins. We can uh, this could be serious if an underlying layer of fat has developed under the skin, which prevents discharge towards the surface of the body. Repeated overconsumption of milk cheese, and other dairy products, eggs, meat, poultry, and fatty, oily, or greasy fried foods brings about this stage. Hey, okay. <laughs> You're looking a little shocked again. <laughs> when it has reached this internal, deposits of mucus or fat begin to form, initially in areas where they have direct access to the surface, specifically the breast.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The, the accumulation of excess in the breast often results in the hardening of the breast and the forma, formation of cyst. So that is the process to get to the cyst, Jeez, yeah. and then the cyst begins to grow and becomes cancerous.
0: So dairy has a big part of it? Uh,
1: yeah, so he says overconsumption of milk, cheese, other dairy products.
0: I can't get rid cheese i love cheese no i love cheese I, too i have a cheese obsession like true. like i hate
1: reading this stuff because i'm like i like cheese <laughs>
0: cheese is life though but you <laughs> yeah. don't have to give it up you just have to portion it
1: 70 right. 30 small, yes 70, your 30. small
0: portions
1: yeah it is again it's the overconsumption. yes okay so okay. now he's kind of given us the you know what's causing breast cancer right but because we're not making any changes then we're not, you know,
0: right. Yeah.
1: So he, he, well, then he goes into some medical evidence and this one I find intriguing because this one was by a gentleman named Frederick Hoffman and his job was he is the cancer statistician for prudential life insurance. Okay. So his job is to take statistics to prudential life to create whatever that insurance rate is going to be. If you have cancer. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But in 1923, a hundred years ago, Right. He he went to um, the Belgium Cancer Congress, okay. some convention they were having in Belgium, mm-hmm. and he said he noticed two things. There was a group of people in Bolivia and Peru where there was a very low breast cancer rate. Okay. So he went to the United States, and he found the same thing with the Navajo and Zuni Indians of Arizona and New Mexico. Okay. So those two groups had something in common. So he says, the association of the rise in cancer in industrial societies to the overnutrition and introduction of refined and artificial foods. So those two groups hadn't had artificial foods induced or introduced to them.
0: They more live off their own land. Right. Except that was in
1: 1923. Yeah. So in, back then, he was concerned about refined and artificial foods. And
0: we've only exploded that industry
1: tenfold. It's gotten way worse.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: So now I'm going to jump you ahead 50 years. Okay. 1976, they did a study showing the relationship of diet and breast cancer specifically with 40 countries. Okay. And they found that high intake of refined sugar was associated with increased incidence of breast cancer. Wow. So is food the problem? Very possibly.
0: Right. Oh, I would imagine that it has a huge portion uh,
1: to do with it yeah so 1976 was that last one mm-hmm. 40 countries big study so in 1976 there was a concern of the health food that began echoing through congress here in the united states and there was a report done called the dietary goals of the united states
0: okay it was
1: a senate selection committee on nutrition and human needs and they listed cancer as one of the six major diseases associated with improper nutrition really guess what what that report was never released Really? Because the cattle, hog, poultry, egg, refined salt and sugar industries all condemned that report. That's crazy. So we could have changed our food system in 76. Right. But we didn't. Instead, it just got worse. So my theory as to why breast cancer survival is getting better is because we've got 600 drugs to choose from. Yeah. And why is it still the number one? Because we're not changing our food system. Mm -hmm. And these women are consuming, and and we're consuming refined foods more than we ever did.
0: Yeah. Now,
2: you can't say just women. No. Because it's men too.
1: Yeah.
2: Yes, breast cancer can be in men too, and most men do not realize that. Right. And and I think
0: that we don't hear about it a lot also because they shy away from talking about it, which is understandable, I I totally get it, Um, but it is something to be aware of. This is not just a woman's disease. Um, it's it can also affect you men as well. So it's important that you guys are
1: listening to these things and taking action as well. well, and I think so and Robin's with us as a breast cancer survivor. So it's easy to say breast cancer. and immediately the general public thinks women right. breast cancer, right? Yeah, the breast is a region of your body,
0: yeah, exactly you know. Mm-hmm.
1: men have that breast region as well. Yeah. All it means is the cancer formed in that region. yeah. And if it's forming the way this guy just described it, then you're over consuming on these certain foods, mm-hmm. and you may even you may have a lump there you didn't know about. Right. So, I'm not telling guys to go get mammograms, but don't forget that you could get breast cancer too.
0: How many? I, uh, I think you have shared it with me. What are the statistics for men for breast? One, cancer?
1: one in three hundred.
0: Okay, so one in three hundred men get breast cancer.
1: So now they're saying one in eight women get breast cancer. And one in 300. one in three hundred. So wow. men are one still in eight that. is very
0: high. It mm-hmm. is. That is.
1: Very high. That's that's huge. Wow. You know? I mean I think again, this event we're at right now, I think if you went through our little vendors that are here and the volunteers that are helping, there's probably eight of you ladies here.
2: Oh yeah. Everyone knows somebody. Yeah. Everyone knows somebody. Just yesterday my my hairstylist said his girlfriend went to help somebody going undergoing chemo who just had breast cancer. Yeah. Double mastectomy. Oh and you know, and it's just like and then last week. I heard another friend saying, I need to go help somebody who just got diagnosed with breast cancer.
0: Yeah. It's sad. It, 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 I think cancer in general is, it affects so many people that everybody knows somebody with some type of cancer story, whether it's survival or not, or just being diagnosed. And it's, it takes a hold of people for sure. And it's no. m- more uh, out there than we realize, more common. Yes.
1: I, I remember it was 2018 when I started this um, idea, and it, you know, has transformed into an uh, an organization. But when I first started the idea, and I was going around talking to groups, I was in front of a group of about 60 people, and I was, you know, I was trying to tell them what I was doing, and so I was just trying to find some way to bring attention to it. And I, and I said a a question that I've I've chosen to rephrase because it's too hard for me to see the impact of that question. Right. When I looked at the crowd, I said, how many of you in this room know somebody affected by cancer? And it felt like every hand went up. Oh, I'm sure. Right? Mm-hmm. And for me, looking at that crowd, that was really emotionally hard. I bet. It was hard to gain my composure realizing I started something that affects everybody.
0: Yeah. You no. probably didn't expect anybody oh, to raise no, their hand. No, I
1: didn't. You know. And if I just said, how many of you know somebody affected by diabetes? How many of you know somebody by high blood pressure? You know, how many of you know uh, Alzheimer's. Not every hand would have gone up. right? I mean, people know people with diabetes. But like Robin said, like everybody knows somebody because mm-hmm. this is so rampant anymore.
0: It is. And that's why it's important to. So thank you for sharing everything that you do with me. I'm on Juice Plus now because I know <laughs> I don't get my fruits and vegetables and yeah. all of that good stuff. And well, just, hopefully
1: we can make a change with Terry too.
0: Yes, Terry, if you're listening,
1: take your Juice Plus. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, good. I am excited for the next half of the show because, well, first off, you'll laugh when you hear how I met Robin because she, <laughs> en- she endured my talking. but
2: <laughs> <laughs> like your art,
1: Robin. Oh, it is. <laughs> I, it, I, I didn't re- know
2: this man at all.
1: <laughs> I, I, I relive that in my mind and I laugh every single time. But but once we started to know each other, um, it became apparent that we had a common goal and we could get there faster together. COVID didn't help. No. But we've survived COVID. And, uh, and I just excited that she can tell her breast cancer story, mm-hmm. but also what she's got coming up for the organization. So. Absolutely.
0: Hey, really quick, before we go to break, it looks like we've got a little less than a minute left. Now, is there still time for people to sign up for the second round of this disc golf? Is that yes. what you're saying?
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, so, right now, they're on the course. It's, a, it's what I call a two person scramble. So, they're two people teams. There isn't time to sign up for this. Right. But at one o'clock, we're having, you know, just you, just your score. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there was a tournament supposed to be in Oak Ridge, which is outside of Eugene. Because of the fires, that tournament was canceled. Okay. People have been signing up for the last two days because our tournament is happening with an absolutely beautiful day. Gorgeous day. So, just literally, just show up here at noon. And we'll get you signed up. and You can play in the afternoon. And you don't
0: have to have your own disc golfs, right? Because th- this cool Noah, disc,
1: Noah will sell you a disc.
0: Yes, there is discs <laughs> here for sale. So if you are like, you know what? I just want to get out and maybe just try it out and see. Just check it out. They've the disc golfers are here and it's a great day. Beautiful day. So and not my, too late to say. And sign my, up. my
1: big shout out before we go to break is this course is free to every single year. That's awesome. Um, we'll talk more about that All right, we'll be back guys.